The Carmen and Yurko podcast is sponsored by Tito's Handmade Vodka. Check out the ESPN Chicago Games, sponsored by Tito's Handmade Vodka at ESPNChicagoGames.com. Watch us compete against each other. Share memories and laughs, all for charity. Tito's Handmade Vodka celebrates 25 years. Cheers to you, Chicago. Broadcasting live from State Street and the old National Bank Studio. WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. A good karma brand's radio station. Carmen and Yurko live in our old National Bank State Street studio. Jeff Meller is in for the good cues off the rest of the week, but he'll be joining us in Dallas for our Windy City White Claw takeover at Big D, the Week 8 matchup, Bears and Cowboys, and the Bears have made a trade. They did it yesterday. Robert Quinn goes to the Eagles. He's got to be happy. Go oh, to the absolutely. only undefeated team left. Helps all my Eagles futures bets, too. Oh, I yeah. feel good about him to begin with. I feel even better now. I would say it gives the Eagles, you know, they were already the clear favorite in the NFC, but this really, that's an added move for them that is really going to, I think, be a huge benefit in the playoffs when you need that extra edge rusher. Great move by them, and I think they'll get a better player, at least statistically, yes. from Robert Quinn than they got, than the Bears got this, this season. Yes. You had mentioned, uh, and it's a good point, uh, it was actually when we were taping Crosstalk Unhinged. Meller played the role of Yurko in Unhinged today. New Crosstalk Unhinged pod is going to drop later this afternoon on the ESPN Chicago app. But the Bears have not really been in any games this year other than things getting away from the Patriots the other night uh, in New England. The Bears haven't been in a game where a team has been forced to drop back 50 times and chuck it because they've been down by three scores. And a lot of times that's a pass. Not a lot of times, all the time. I mean, a pass rusher gets to pin his ears back, and it's like now we know what's happening here. We're hell-bound for election on the quarterback. They're, they're some of like some of the things that we don't see maybe in the stats for Robert Quinn mm-hmm. are more reflective of just the nature of the way games have gone for the Bears so far this year. Teams doubling him a lot without Khalil Mack and really nobody else to worry about on the other side. Like, there are some things, I guess, that you could look and explain away as to why he only has one sack and a couple of quarterback hits. Well, I think in, in, in addition to the way the games were going, also, as a run defense, they were horrid for the yeah. first five or six weeks of the season. And so, you know, the opportunities to rush the pass passer for Robert Quinn just weren't there this year like they were last year because teams right. could run all over him at times. And so just, you know, that element, I think everything was kind of working against him and the fact that, the Bears were clearly in a spot where, listen, my takeaway, I'm encouraged that Ryan Poles yet again, I think, you know, shows us that he's not going to let a good performance on the national stage on Monday night deter the long-term goals of this franchise and organization, which is in exact opposition of what his predecessor would do. And we saw where that got the Bears. We saw the trouble they got in with their roster, the age of their roster, some of the salary cap issues. 100% correct. You've got a vision, stick to it. There's, I know the, oh, the NFC's wide open and there's this and there's that and you're three and four and you're tied for seven. The plan was to rebuild and reset this roster. That's it. That's the plan. Stick to that plan now. Don't get foolish. Don't get crazy. I think he values draft capital and to be able to add a fourth round pick, uh, 
That's good. I mean, could you have gotten a second rounder in the summer? Maybe. Doesn't matter. That That's why they decided to keep him this long. I'm not so sure. I think part of it had to do with a new defensive coaching staff coming in here, you, and they decided to trade Khalil Mack. I'm not so sure why they waited until now, but to at least get something and a fourth rounder, something better than the fifth, sixth, or seventh rounder that a lot of people were suspecting is good. Well, let's be honest. It's a fourth, but it's pretty close to a fifth essentially well, the Eagles are the Eagles, be, unless yeah. the Eagles absolutely fall apart you're yeah. you know you're it's essentially the 20s. fourth between between a fourth and a fifth but that's fine i'm not going to quibble it's still yeah. a pick and but i think it's shrewd to do it because the trade deadline is still next tuesday and i think it's shrewd to do it now because obviously you don't let Quinn go out there and play another game and potentially risk injury but also if they go out and they beat the cowboys it's it's very Harder. possible <laughs> that you start having different conversations around Hallis Hall as well. Like, hey, we just beat one of the better teams in the NFC. We off of a embarrassing performance where we embarrassed the Patriots on Monday Night Football. All of a sudden, the narrative around the Bears changes dramatically too because you're back to 500. It's very easy to start talking yourself into why you need Robert Quinn to stay. I think it was a good move to do it this week and not let Sunday take place and then have yourself in a, in a bind next Monday where you're like, do we really want to do this? There's some like outcome bias then that uh, sets in maybe. Uh, all right, what Bear fans think? What do you think, Bears fans, about the trade? And do you think there's going to be more before next Tuesday's trade deadline? Three one two three three two three seven seven six. And are you a little bit upset that maybe they didn't do it earlier where they could have capitalized more? Could they have gotten a second rounder for Robert Quinn in the off season? That's a fair question. Why? Well, I do think Ryan Poles, he, he, he addressed that yesterday. He did meet the media after, after the trade went down, and he you know, did lay out why they didn't necessarily want to move Robert Quinn in, the, uh, in training camp. We'll play some of uh, the Ryan Poles sound here because he did speak yesterday. This is uh, Poles, the GM, talking about trading Robert Quinn to the Eagles for a fourth rounder. Oh. I've hit on this before. Obviously, part of the tough thing with this job and this position are the tough decisions you have to make. And I always feel like there's the emotional side, um, the human part of it that you know you're affecting not only a, like a man, um, but also his family, and you're kind of shaking that all up. Um, and I don't take that lightly at all, and I'm sensitive to that. Um, you also know that you're tweaking the fibers of your locker room, um, and that's a big deal too. And he meant a lot to that locker room. But I'm fully confident that the guys, especially on the defensive side, the Jalen Johnsons, the Eddie Jacksons, the Roquan Smiths, Justin Jones, those guys are going to continue to hold it down and and be leaders um, on that defense and help us continue to move forward. Um, Then on the business side, you know, it just made too much sense uh, for what we're trying to do. it's going to allow us to continue to build a highly competitive roster. Um, I think the other thing, too, on the business side and really the football side is I just really trust, you know, Gibson, Muhammad, Dom Robinson, uh, Kingsley, Jonathan. Those guys are going to continue to do a good job. And just to kind of finish everything up, I also want to give, you know, Ian Cunningham a lot of credit. Uh, he put a lot of work into this. Obviously, his relationship with Howie um, went a long ways. So there's a lot of trust there. Um, and I also want to thank Howie for, for his part as well. Ian Cunningham came from the Eagles. Uh, so here is Paul specifically addressing the question, did you lose any value by waiting this long to trade Robert Quinn? I'm, I'm not sure. I know I wanted Robert on this team in the beginning. Um, there weren't many conversations at all. 
Uh, I was transparent with him, him and his crew about that. I knew the way he played this game, the motor and all that. We needed that to kickstart on how coach, you know, Allen Williams and, and Fluce wanted us to play defense. I think that's the key. I think they didn't want to go to their new defensive-minded head coach after trading Khalil Mack and saying we're also trading a guy that had 18 and a half sacks. Whether that was smart or not, I don't know. We can debate that, but I'm pretty convinced that's the only reason they didn't. I, I, what, what changed? I mean, you just heard him say it. In the, mm-hmm. in the end of that first cut, he said, and he's right. He's not wrong. I think he's right. He said, this made too much sense for us, for what we're trying to do. They have stayed away from the rebuilding word. That's fine. He doesn't want to use it publicly. That's cool. It's okay. But that's what it is. We've yep. all known that. And he just told you that. This made too much sense for what we're trying to do. Yeah, you you added draft asset and certainly, you know, and I don't even know if a second round would have been there realistically. Maybe you probably not. Could have, you probably could have gotten a third rounder for sure uh, before the season began based on the 18 and a half sacks that he had the franchise record last year. But nevertheless, you heard it. He, he won the veteran Brian Piccolo Award last year. There is not only his production on the field, but also as a leader in the locker room. Robert Quinn, everything I've ever heard from him, he is a stand-up guy. Uh, you know, it was a disappointing first year when they signed him. He was dealing with knee injuries right. all year long. He finally got healthy and right and was comfortable here in Chicago his second year, and you saw what he was capable of. And unfortunately, this is a situation where a veteran player, you know, I, I think there's too something to the fact that Quinn wants to go compete for a, a viable playoff slash Super Bowl run. He understood, understands, like anybody who you know is realistic about that, the Bears aren't there this no, year. No, they're not. And so I think, you know, there's also, some, I think it's possible, too, that they were happy that he helped help these younger players see what it is to work as a, as a veteran in this league and be productive. And then also they, it's possible that Ryan Poles and Ian Cunningham said, let's do this guy a solid. We know, you know, it, it, it makes sense for us. We're probably not, we can't do much better than this late fourth round pick in all likelihood. So let's do him a solid and send him to a team that has a chance to compete. I think there's something to be said for the goodwill, goodwill too, that you, you sometimes create as a new regime working with veterans like that. Seems to be a win for everybody. The coaching staff might not love it because they still probably value his skill set. But uh, it does seem to be a win for certainly for Robert Quinn, like you said, getting to go to the uh, number one seed in the NFC right now and a win for the Bears adding to their their kitty for next year. He obviously had an impact on guys. I think you're right about that. And he had an impact on Roquan Smith these last three years uh, being teammates together because Roquan was pretty emotional yesterday. Listen to this. Robert to, to the Eagles. Yeah. What's, what do you make of Robert's time here? And what he man. Was yeah, man. Sucks. Um, yeah, like. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm gonna take a second for a second, if you don't mind. No, I have a great deal of respect for that guy. You know. Damn. Crazy. You don't see that kind of reaction very often. Not and I wonder all, if no. he's—I wonder if some of it has to do with like his own situation here and what might or might not happen in the next couple of days and what might happen this offseason. I think he genuinely has a lot of respect for Robert Quinn. I mean, but 
I wonder if it's a combination of both those things. Um, he must have been a good teammate and a good leader. Like you said, he was the Piccolo Award winner last year. But that's a reaction that you don't get very often when a guy is traded. Well, and the other thing, too, is, you know, so and, and what we you heard it, you could hear the emotion, the raw emotion in Roquan Smith's voice there. But what you couldn't see is you, you, he actually went down, picks up his shirt and kind of to cover his eyes yeah. because, you know, he was welling up. And, yeah. you know, you, so you could hear the emotion in his, in his voice there. And I think, too, maybe there's a realization in that moment where Robert Quinn was the one veteran in the locker room who had seniority on Roquan Smith based on his years in the league, right? Yeah. But now Roquan Smith probably looks around the rest of the depth chart and based on talent level and your uh, standing in the locker room because of your veteran presence, Roquan Smith almost has to step into that role now because yeah. he becomes the guy. You know, you're I mean? Eddie Jackson, right? I mean, and, yeah, and Roquan's might is probably I, a little bit more suited for the role. Let's face it. Yeah, he's the guy, right? I mean, I mean, he's he's based on yeah, based on just the type of guy he's been on the field the last yeah. few years. I think Roquan now has to claim that leadership role, and again, not that he can't or won't, but also just hey, our leader, not only our best pass rusher, but our defensive leader. Even though he was a little bit more quiet. I think there was still, like, a guy who they could look to right. on the field at times and say he's the guy who, you know, like, I don't know if you, he reminded me a lot kind of like that quiet confidence of Rob, of Richard Dent when I watched Robert Quinn. Yeah. Like, just a guy who you knew was going to go out there and be there and you knew what you were going to get every down from him. All right, so did the Bears do well in getting a fourth-round pick? What else is going to happen? Um, and did they miss the boat a little bit on maybe or just miss some of the value by not doing this earlier? Are you surprised it took this long? Uh, and we've explained some of the reasons why, and I think uh, we kind of have a good understanding as to why they did keep him on the roster to start the season. But obviously this deal came along, and it, like uh, Ryan Pohl said, it was just too good to pass up. So your thoughts and what should happen next for the Bears? 312-332-3776. They still have a game in Dallas they're getting ready for this week. We'll talk about all the big college and pro games with Todd Furman in Vegas a little bit later on. We'll take your Bears calls. It's Carmen and Yurik Mellers in for Yurko on ESPN 1000. Cheers to your legacy. This is Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000. See what we're up to. See them on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Mellers in for Yurko again today. Tomorrow it is Carmen and Peggy doing the Carmen and Yurko show. Peggy Kaczynski will be in with me and we will be on the road in Dallas. Yeah. Football Friday in Dallas, baby. Big D. Big D. If you're going for the weekend and you're getting there early in the morning, come by and see us at the Twin Peaks in Irving, Texas, just a little bit northwest of downtown Dallas. We are going to be at 1500 Marketplace Boulevard for our show tomorrow. Uh, We will do the odds couple. I'll do that with Mike in the morning. That'll be up in the podcast. And then Black and Abdallah are in for Greeny tomorrow. So we'll get to crosstalk uh, with the guys at noon. And then Peggy and I are live until 2.30 in Big D at the Twin Peaks. And then Yurko and Peggy do Bears Post Live at Twin Peaks in Grand Prairie outside of Dallas on Sunday night. Mellor's got the pregame show with Dion at 10 on Sunday. Now, you're, you've been to AT&T Stadium before. I have. Yes, so this the will second be your, year it was open, 2010. So, so this will be your second time going. Is there anything for any Bears fans out there who may be going and uh, doing the same trip as you here mm. who, who you can give them – that you can give them some advice in regards to what they should definitely make sure they uh, allot a little bit of time for. You remember it all? I know it was a little bit. I'm putting you on the spot here. It was a long here. time ago. It was 12 years ago already. Were you, you just mesmerized it. by the big I, video I, board and you didn't see anything else? I will tell you that that is no joke. And now, because it's 12 years later and they sort of created the new 
You know, they're kind of like the it's archetype. The model, yeah. It's the model, exactly. You know, you, you, people have probably seen those types of boards more. Um, I mean, even the upgrades in indoor stadiums to the video boards in the 12 years that that place or the 13 years that that place has been open have made dramatic improvements. Like the board at the United Center is incredible when you see it now, you know. It, it, so, But I do remember uh, we were down there for Bears-Cowboys in 2010. We had great seats. And I mean, we were... I don't know, 20 rows up but at about the 25-yard line. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, we had great seats. We stared at that board the whole game. We had Nobody had really ever seen anything like it. Sure. you could, And if you remember at the time, it was always like, well, a punter ever hit it, and what happens? And it's just a dead ball. We know now the yeah. ground rule sort of is it's a dead ball, and you repunt. But we were like, with every punt, it was like, ooh, is a punter going to hit the <laughs> scoreboard? I mean, the scoreboard was all anybody talked about, yes. I, I will say. And, again, it's not as, it's not as much of a unicorn anymore. The game day experience around the stadium seemed pretty good, from what if I'm recalling. I mean, yeah. I remember there being a lot of tailgating and a lot of Bears tailgates. I remember walking through thinking, like, there are huge pockets of either resident Bear fans or fans that have traveled. I mean, like, Bears tents and Bear signs. And it was, I was like, wow, this is incredible. Like, there are Bear fans everywhere. So I do remember that. So get through the parking lot and make some friends with your fellow Bear fans if you're looking for someone to tailgate. Did you say, so was that back in 2010? 2010. I right? mean, that was still, I mean, the Bears were still, you know, Erlacher was still playing. Oh, yeah. You know, it was, it was so, uh, Johnny, if I'm remembering, Johnny Knox had a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I think Devin maybe had a touchdown in that game. Do I remember that right? Bears won. I think I just, yeah, they did 27 20. Does there, that sound right? That sounds exactly Jay right. Jay Cutler at the helm. Johnny Knox, four for 86. Doesn't look like he scored. Okay, but he had a big game. He but he had four, four for 86. 86. He was their leading, leading receiver. Devin Hester, Greg Olson, and Matt Forte all scored a receiving touchdown. There you go. In that game. Yeah. So, and the Bears won. Tony Romo. Marian, Tony Romo. Marion Barber running the ball for the Dale, for uh, Dallas. Moment of came. silence. That's right. Forgot about Thank you very that. much. Thank you very much. And then he'd come to the Bears and he wouldn't go out of bounds, remember? Yes. 312-332-ESPN is the number. Join us if you want to talk Bears this weekend. Big picture stuff. Robert Quinn has been traded. Uh, I never thought I'd be so heavily invested in Philly sports, but uh, <laughs> I have all these positions on the Eagles because I was really uh, high on the Eagles going into the season. You know the bet I never made that I'm mad I didn't? I never made a F- Eagles to win the Super Bowl bet. I have Eagles over. I have Eagles to win the division. I have Eagles to make the playoffs. Well, those I are locks. Those, three those feel Dallas good. Dallas got them, too. And I, I feel great about it. I have to win about, the Super Bowl, and, and I, I have an I, alternate win total of 10.5. I never bet them to win the Super Bowl. What was I thinking? I don't know. I made all those bets, and I never bought an Eagles to win the Super Bowl. Then, of course, there's this Phillies ticket. And uh, just an update for everyone, we did sell it. We Sold. got a $2,000 nice. offer on props. We prop swapped it, baby. There you and go. We That's turned, what it's for. We turned in uh, three weeks' time. We made a three hundred and eight dollar profit each. That's uh, that's a nice return on investment when you can pocket three hundred and eight bucks. For Thank you very not much. Not doing much, I'll just watching that. the Phillies. They're up to like plus one sixty five now, so I might take some of that. You could take some of your take a hundred bucks of your winnings and sprinkle it on the take, plus one sixty five. If you take a hundred, why not? And mm-hmm. you still, at worst, you're still winning two hundred bucks. Yeah, you know? like so, it. So go ahead and do it. Yeah, but uh, we sold it. I will get you guys your cash. I was also in on Philly. You know, when I did the wins draft, we did the wins draft for Waddle and Sylvie, the show wins draft. You were on Eagles? I had the first yeah. pick. I took the Bills. Mm. And I, the, the Eagles fell to my second pick, which eighth overall. I don't know what those two were doing, uh, Tyler as well. Wow. Um, but uh, I, was, I was more than smitten to get the Eagles with the eighth overall pick in our wins draft. So you have the Bills and the Eagles. I have the Bills, the Eagles, the Chargers. 
Although Sylvie, you know what? Uh, Sylvie has both the Jets and Giants. Ooh, he took them thought? with his very last pick. Wow. So he, the, he is actually currently in the lead of our wins pool. Who could have possibly thought that? I told him uh, Chris Carlin got into his head, and he basically incepted him. And oh, so he couldn't, uh, he couldn't get off the Jets and Giants, and he finally when his I pick like, came around. I like the position you're in, though. Bill's coming off by this week on Sunday Night Football against a Green Bay team that's scuffling. That should be win six. The Eagles coming off by hosting the Steelers, right? You never know in this league. I need 11 for the Eagles to hit. Because I went, the, oh, wow, you went alternate totals? I went alternate totals because the, the juice was so crazy. The juice on, was like minus 140 yeah, or something. So yeah, I'm I like, have the nah, Eagles over so and I looked and at half. their schedule. They're yeah. going to win 11 oh, games. Oh, like, they're oh. going to win 11 games. They're, they're, they should. Their I schedule them, is so easy. I have them at strictly they're over 9.5. But it was. It was like minus 140 or something, I think, on the juice. But. So I took the Bills first. Tyler took the Packers second. Waddle, Waddle took the Bucks third. Oh the Bucks God. third. Sylvie went Ravens. Do they not listen to the odds couple? Apparently not. You what should a, give them a piece of your mind when Waddle, they come down here for cross. We told you on the odds couple to fade the Bucks this year. We told you. I told you the Vikings were going to win the NFC North. Well, wait, wait, if I you. know one thing about Waddle, it'll be on his tombstone. I will be late to the Tom Brady party. That's re- I've, I've, he said oh it every God. time yes. he talks about Tom Brady. That is a Waddle. Tom Waddle mantra. You know what though? He has gotten rich doing it. He has not uh, been wrong yet. Uh, he he then went, wrong this year. So Sylvia went Ravens Chiefs with his first two picks. Waddle went Rams. Uh, Tyler went Colts. Boy, allowing, Tyler. Allowing me to scoop up the Eagles-Chargers combo. Tyler's getting so. his you-know-what kicked into this contest. Yeah, he's uh, the Packers he, believe, and the Colts? Well, listen, Waddle went Bucks-Rams. What? Waddle. All right, so. got to listen to the odds couple. Still plenty of uh, year to play out, We though, gave so. out the Vikings as the NFC North winner. Uh, Gerald's on 355 on ESPN 1000. What's up, Gerald? Hey, good afternoon. I just jumped in my car, so if you address this, uh, I apologize. But it's about the compensation for Quinn. I understand that uh, the Bears picked up quite a bit of, of Quinn's remaining salary. Is that correct? I think it's like $7 million, if yes. I'm not mistaken. Yes, Gerald. Okay, so my question, I guess, if they hadn't done that, do they still get the fourth round for him? No, probably not. I don't know about that. You know what? I saw a tweet from Andrew Brandt. We can discuss that, uh, Gerard. Thanks. And Andrew Brandt put this out there earlier this morning. He said, one thought on why the Bears would pick up $7 million of Robert Quinn's salary. There is a minimum spend for NFL teams. It's pretty loose, calculated over a three- to four-year period instead of just each year. The Bears need to spend money on someone. Besides Quinn, only two players, Roquan Smith and Eddie Jackson, make over $4 million a year. So it's possible because when you think about mm. it, I don't know minimum spend. But th- what does it matter if you're at the salary ca- if you're at the floor though? That's what he's talking about. He's talking about being at the floor. I don't, like that's all that was. Uh, well, because they his have tweet. so much dead money on the books that they need. Like they're at the floor of the guys on their roster. Okay, but I- the dead money that they're spending is outrageous because they're still paying Mac and, because, and now Quinn and other guys. Because think about it. $7 million is a large chunk of change to pick up for the difference between a fourth and a fifth. You can't tell me they could not have gotten a fifth from another team for Robert Quinn. Without having to eat the money? I mean, I think like, they had I to do this be, as a mechanism to be I think salary cap I, compliant. That makes more sense to me. All right. Than, I mean, I That's, could be wrong, but like if we, I'll go back and look up what the Broncos picked up on Von Miller. They picked up a lot. They I picked remember. up a lot, but also they... That was a sec- a second round pick, right? Which I believe is, it was a second round pick. Like I right? think you I would think it was. I, I think you would agree, though. Yes. That is much more significant than a late fourth rounder, absolutely, right? Absolutely. And so, 
asking a team to Even pick though it's up, a late second rounder, but still, yeah, you're okay, right. Okay, yeah, yeah, but still, a, the value of a second round pick is significantly, significantly more than yeah. what is almost a fifth rounder here. And I, So, I don't know. I'll look at it and we'll see, but I think that could be playing a role yeah. as well. Second and third round draft picks. So second and a third. So second and a third, and they ate a sizable portion of, if not almost like all of it, if I'm remembering But what, what was that number? So I'll, I'll look it up. We'll, that, we'll get it. Uh, yeah, look that up because that's probably not going to – I just went to the quick Wikipedia page here because it says Miller was traded to the Rams in exchange for second and third round pick. Uh, yes, it's not going to give. As part of the trade, the Broncos are paying $9 million of Von Miller's remaining 9.7. So they picked up $9 million and they got a second and third the Bears only get a late fourth for mm. Quinn, and they pay $7 million. I mean, that's quite the inflation. I know we're living in tough times, Carm, right. but that's quite a, quite yeah, a bump that's less, less than a year later. I wonder if it does have to do then with what Brant's talking about, where there's some compliance issues. That I mean, I, like I said, it, that's the only thing that makes, that makes yeah. the most sense to me, I guess. Uh, let's go to Kevin in Lombard on ESPN 1000. Hey, Kev. Guys, good afternoon. I have a quick question in regards to fantasy and that Kadeh Choi that just trade that went through just about thirty minutes ago. Yeah, Kadarius Tony do, traded. Tony traded do, to uh, the Chiefs. Everybody, yes. Case, well, you'd want to talk about a guy that fell out of favor quick in New York. I mean, he was the twentieth pick last year, barely played this year. He was hurt, but I also think he fell out of favor during the summer with the new Giants regime. And Kadarius Tony has been traded. So go ahead, Kev. So the question is: Is do he's available on the waiver wire right now? But I'd have to give up some pretty impressive people on the on the wide receiver end to pick him up. I'd have to either give up Michael Thomas, Jerry Judy, or George Pickens to pick him up. So I would Pickens mm-hmm. and Thomas. I would definitely want to keep Kevin. Um, mm-hmm. I could. Who was the last one? Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy. I could be on board potentially cutting Jerry Judy for Kadarius Tony. The problem with Kadarius Tony, I think. So the Chiefs are on bye this week. That's I guess a good and a bad thing because that gives him a little bit extra time to pick up the playbook. The reality is though. I think Kadarius Tony goes into this uh, this hodgepodge of Chiefs receivers, and if people remember, Patrick Mahomes warns you before the season began that it was going to be a different guy every week based on matchups, and it really has been that. Outside of Travis Kelsey, there's no guy who you can look at now. Maybe Juju Smith Schuster is starting to establish himself a little bit more, but I like Tony for the Chiefs. Like this addition for them, I think he actually is the one guy. If you look around the league. I think he's actually probably the closest body-wise and skill set to what Tyreek Hill is. Yeah. But he he needs to stay on the field. So I think Andy Reid will definitely get the best out of Kadarius Tony. But yeah. he has, like you said, he hasn't been able to stay healthy. He seems like he's a bit of a knucklehead for whatever reason. And so I don't think you're ever going to feel comfortable about starting Tony. But I think it's worth the flyer if you've got the roster flexibility. Yeah, I think you broke that down quite well. I mean, it does seem like they're just spreading around a little bit of everybody in KC this year, and that can make it hard. But he does have, like, I mean, he's got legit, I mean, he's got a legit six-foot frame, and he runs a four four forty. I mean, like, he's... They're, uh, and he's, they're, he's got that fast-twitch muscle yeah, ability that you, like, look at Tyreek Hill, and you see, like, yeah. oh, my God, this guy, you know, who can cover him? A Kadarius Tony has a little bit of that. Yeah. All right, we'll grab more of your calls coming up. Talking football right now, Bears and Cowboys. The Bears have traded Robert Quinn. What else do you think is going to happen ahead of the deadline next week? And are you happy with the direction that Ryan Poles has chosen? 312-332-ESPN. We'll be right back. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, 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 Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Big 1 o'clock hour coming up. McKnight at the Movies every Thursday. We'll do that at about 1.15. Todd Furman talking college and pro football with us at 1.30. We'll get some best bets and best plays. 
Odds Couple podcast will be up tomorrow on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen, Meller's here. I get it, everybody. But, you know, I, I feel like now we've opened up Pandora's box because somebody, Kevin, had called and just said, hey, Jeff, real quick, now that Kadarius Tony's been traded, you know, should I pick him up? And and it was newsworthy. I, I, yeah. thought, I, I wanted to mention that Kadarius Tony. I thought... Forget the fantasy aspect. I think it's interesting. It's, you know, it is. To see a guy who was drafted with the Bears pick last year. Because remember, yes. the Giants traded the yes. 20th pick in that Justin Fields deal so the Bears could move up and draft Justin Fields 11th Correct. overall. And so it was the Bears pick that Kadarius Toney was selected with. I find it interesting he's going to the Chiefs, who have the one of, if not the, you know, maybe the second most explosive offense in football. So I, from that aspect, I love it. But, yeah. It's good. Yeah, and I'm but glad to talk about it. But now stuff. we got fantasy calls love coming you guys. in. I mean, listen, Sunday, Mel- 8 a.m. <laughs> Thank you. Love you guys. Sunday at 8. Or, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we I talk a couple we'll do, of them yeah, real quick? Sure. Just, yeah, but, no, but no more. This yeah. is it. We'll go uh, all of a sudden, the phone's ringing with fantasy. I hate fantasy football. Don't you know that? You're driving car. I'm crazy, damn just it. Mellers here. Adam's on the northwest side. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, uh, just a quick question. I'm in a super flex league. I need three uh, of these four running backs. Wait, so what's, a su- what's a super flex league? I don't where you can know start a second quarterback in a flex position. Oh. So it actually makes quarterbacks more valuable. Okay. All right, Adam. Go ahead. Shoot. Uh, Damian Pierce, Ramondre Stevenson, uh, and Swift. I need two out of those three. Uh, was P- Swift playing? Is he back? This yeah, week? well, he's practiced. He practiced fully yesterday. He practiced I would, last week. It's true. Uh, Pierce and right. Swift, as long as Swift plays, but obviously if he doesn't, you have a okay, nice, so uh, nice alternative with Ramondre. There you go, Adam. Pierce and Swift, if Swift is back this week. All right, one more. This is it. And this is the last fantasy question. Don't call. Call Meller on Sunday morning at 8. Mike's in Crystal Lake. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, Carm, I, I'm with you, man. I hate it, too. I won last year. I can't get out of it. It drives me nuts. I wish I was on your on your board because it's brutal. I know. Um, you know, I'm just looking... Do you cut? I'm in a PPR. AJ Dillon. Do I get rid of him for Tony and take a flyer on him? Mm, what do you yeah, think, Mueller? Mike, I, I don't. I would not do that because I don't think you can. I don't like what obviously is going on with AJ Dillon. But the reality is, I don't think you're going to trust Tony for three to four weeks about using him. Yeah. So you got to be in a deeper yep. league where you, you know, you may need AJ Dillon. If anything happens to Aaron Jones, yeah, AJ yeah. Dillon is a lot more valuable. So yeah. I think you got to hold on to Dillon. There you go, Mike. All right, that's it. Now we've broken down the Kadarius Tony trade thoroughly from a fantasy perspective. I, you know, I'm finally done with fantasy. I sort of got sucked back in because I started a league for my son and his buddies. <laughs> I love that. He, he, my son's looked at it at about four times. I'm doing the work, but I'm barely doing it. I mean, he's and it's reflective in his two and five <laughs> record. What have we played seven weeks? Yeah, I think he's two and five. You know, and he asks on Sunday mornings, uh, and then I and then I say, okay, here's the lineup. You cool? Yeah, fine. And then he checks maybe once during the day. He, he's so, and then he gets well. Our quarterbacks think I'm like, yeah, I told you. I <laughs> he wanted to draft Aaron Rodgers. I said, why? Draft night. I'm like, dude, all right, let's draft a quarterback, Justin mm-hmm. Herbert. You know my love for Justin Oh, Herbert. sure, sure, sure. No, 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 don't want him. Aaron Rodgers. How I'm like, are why you do not, you want Aaron Rodgers? How are you not getting phone calls from school about your kid being a little bookie? He's like, not a bookie. No, what? I'm saying why. Like, I'm saying why. How has this not happened yet? Why is your kid not a bookie? Oh, like, why dude. aren't you setting this up for him to be a bookie at his local school? First of all. He's not good enough at math to be a bookie. Oh, wow. it. <laughs> it's all out in the open now. Yeah, you know, yeah. Well, he doesn't pay attention to sports enough. He just doesn't. He's yeah. He doesn't. You know, 
Let me tell you, uh, my you son. You think the wise guys are making a little uh, references to route trees and, and knowing A gaps yeah, and B got, gaps? No. I got one kid in the neighborhood hooked on, like, because I was at the, their house for the Super Bowl. We mm-hmm. watched the Super Bowl there, and he, he gave me money to bet. So I made bets oh, for him. Oh, boy. Yeah. And his dad was cool with it. He wanted yeah. it. His dad's telling me, okay, he'll give you money, and then will you make the bets? I said, sure. He gave me 40 bucks. He puts like a five parlay thing i'm telling i'm trying to tell him hey this isn't of smart. course of course well listen you gotta Three teach of them hit. you gotta teach him young it's you know two of them miss he doesn't understand why he didn't win i goes because you need to hit them all that's why you don't bet parlays and now his dad's telling me that football's back he's like he wants to make bets <laughs> i'm like oh jesus uh, what's uh, alex doing uh oh he's running his uh his local uh is he his, running the league he is yes yes he's but, like you but here's the thing though Fantasy is actually not running a book. That's you know that's kosher. It's been legally it's gambling, approved, but it's, it's not. But it's not. It's a game of skill, Carm. So you mm-hmm. can actually technically. So is poker. Is run. that gambling? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Can you can you be arrested for? <laughs> if you, it's only if you're taking a rake in your house, can that's you true. not run uh, a poker game? But that's true. If you're not taking a rake, I think you can get away with it. Do you know I actually in seventh grade almost got suspended? Yeah. Because I was running, I didn't know what it was, but I was running a Calcutta, an wow. NCAA Calcutta. Now, I didn't know the term Calcutta yet. That's in seventh grade, though, Catholic school, I ran a Calcutta at lunchtime and ultimately was found out when I was, I, I drew up like on a big, this is before the internet. Uh, I drew, that's probably 93, 94. Amazing. I drew up on a poster board the NCAA bracket, oh and I was God. bringing it, I had it in my desk, and so we were, like, laying out, and I was t- showing people, okay, if your team advances this far, and you get this much. buying teams then? Oh, yeah, we had a, we had a whole auction this at lunchtime. Amazing. And it, it was all going well for the first couple weeks of the tournament, and, and then eventually, happened? I don't know, the teacher caught wind of it, had a whole... Had was this there a rat, up. or did someone find out? That I like, think, did someone lose their money, and they were like, oh, I, they I, took my money. I think what happened was one of the one seeds got bounced, and oh, somebody probably oh wasn't too happy. Some little turd. Yeah, so ultimately, uh, I was ratted out, had to have a conversation with the principal. Fortunately enough, my father, um, actually, my father's uh, sister-in-law actually used to work for the principal at a previous school. Oh, so a little nepotism. Yeah, so he, he came in, so they had, they had a long conversation about my, my they, we never once discussed the fact that I was running a Calcutta. This is amazing. See, that's ridiculous. This is America. We should be rewarding that entrepreneurship I in our youth. I thought so, right? That's ridiculous. How, how, I mean, listen, Carmen, you talk about it all the time. The, the casinos are printing money. They don't, build money. The, they don't build the casinos in Vegas because people are winning money all the time. Printing you got to appreciate the entrepreneurship of a young American. But the Thank schools you. don't like that. One of my best friends well, in a high Catholic school. school as well. Oh, so. So you would have, if, if uh, maybe if I would have uh, put a little something in the... Uh, in the uh, plate on Sunday, they would have yeah, overlooked they, things the just plate. a little bit. But. Listen here, Chief. Here you go. Here's a little bit for you. Here's a little you something for the man upstairs. Yeah, you get a new. You get a new stained glass 50, window up there. A little bit. Fifty percent of the Calcutta <laughs> proceeds go yeah. to our Lord and Savior. <laughs> See, on and then Sunday. they probably would have said, "Okay, the run rest the goes to the winner." You know, one of my best friends in high school didn't run a gambling uh, ring, but he did sell. Snacks and pop yes, out of his locker, yes. cheaper than the vending machine. There you go. And eventually, like by sophomore year, it had become such a big operation. Yep. And like even the upperclassmen were coming over to the sophomore lockers to, you know, he'd sell the licorice yeah, row for of course. ten cents less or fifty cents less. 
And then he got busted. The school made him shut it down. There's one and of those in every... Yes. argument was the same as you. He's like, wait, I'm an entrepreneur. Mine was burning I'm... Mine was burning CDs before people had oh, to get burning it. CDs. That's a good one. Be like, oh, yeah, you want that? I can put all these... All, what are all your favorite I, songs? I can put 15 CDs. of them on a CD for you. Awesome. Different different artists, whatever you want. Oh, Don't go to Coconuts. I got your. I got all the hits for five bucks yeah. right here. And <laughs> you know, that's what I call music right here. They don't even know what Love that it. is. They're like burning CDs. What were they doing? They can't even fathom that. Yes, we, we'd have to burn CDs so you get all your music for free. We have, if anyone's out there and they want to share their uh, their high school stories of entrepreneurship, yeah. please feel free. I'm curious. I'm cool with that. I, I love to hear them. How did you undercut the man in high school just to make a little scratch on the side? I'd love to hear it. And were you running an illegal gambling ring? Let us know. 312-332-3776. See, now the calls are coming. There you go. No fantasy questions. It's Carmen and Yurko Meller sitting in for Yurko. We'll be right back. It's Carmen and Yurko. Sports talk while you're on the clock. Do I exaggerate? This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Now we got a bunch of calls of all the entrepreneurial things did uh, people did in uh, all the entrepreneurial things people did in high school. We'll get to your calls. You know, I was just looking at my phone. We were mm-hmm. talking about that 2010 Bears game in Dallas that Yurko and I were at. But uh, our friend uh, Hollywood Jimenez, Mike Jimenez, who friend of the show for a long time. Mike, he was a local Chicago guy. He was a professional prize fighter for a long time. Mike, he had an eye injury a couple years ago, so he retired from boxing. I think he's training and stuff now. I'll see him at Bourbon and Bacon next week so we can catch up. I haven't seen him in a while. But he said, I heard you talking about the 2010 game. He said Erlacher was at his fight that Friday night. Uh, he goes, he came in the locker room to say hi before uh, I was going out to fight. I said, hey, go to Dallas and kick some ass this weekend. I said, you guy, he said, you go out and kick this guy's ass. We, we both had a KO that weekend, LFG. I love that. So awesome. uh, Mikey with a little story about one of his old fights uh, from back in the day. Hollywood Jimenez. We love Mikey. Um, all right, let's take some calls. Gosh, we, we, we got to, so we, many young entrepreneurs. Who's the guy that was selling booze? Where is he? Line seven. Sammy. Sammy in Westville. Sam in Westville, Indiana. Sam, what's up? Hey, what's happening? What's happening? How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. Just popped in to get some lunch here and just wait, waiting to have a conversation with the fellas. All right. So what did you do in high school to make money? I used to. I was real small in high school. I was barely five. I wasn't even five feet tall as a freshman. But I used to get buy oranges and shoot them up with vodka and sell them for like two or three bucks a piece. Just like a whole like uh, a navel orange, right? And just shoot it up. Yeah, and that's just a, it. yep, just a regular orange. I had everybody in high school walking around with oranges. I'd go to <laughs> I'd go to school because back then it was I can ride a bus. I used to go. I went to school at uh, Curie on Archer and Plaza. Oh, sure, oh, yeah, yeah. That's not bad. Okay, that's yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So wait, so yeah, that's, what did you sell them for? Each orange went for how much? I sold them for like like two bucks a piece. That's not a okay. Not you know. And yeah. well, what to year get these. was this, Sam? Huh? What year was what this? Year? Oh, I was shit. I'm fifty, so thirty-two years ago. So that was what eighty, okay. eighty-nine, ninety, right. maybe. Uh, right. Sammy, thanks, buddy. That's twice we've had Nick Castellanos and Sam drop the S word on the air. The last well, I mean, listen, we're days. talking about uh, nefarious things here. Yeah. So you what know? do you think? So he fills so that the orange back in 1989, navel orange has got to cost you what twenty cents. Right. Yeah. What does it cost? You, you buy a bag, you buy a bag at, at your 20, local jewel per right? item, twenty cents. Yeah, he's and stealing the vodka. How many? <laughs> well, if he's, 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 he, he might not be paying for the vodka because he can't buy it legally. Well, yet. That's what I'm saying. He's probably taking it so from he's his taking parents. Taking from his parents. You talk about ROI. Not bad, Sam. You're damn right. That's the entrepreneurial spirit we're talking about. 
I, I, uh, I have a more, a more risque one from a friend of mine. Oh, God. When we were in, we were in eighth grade, <laughs> he would print out... Uh, Fake uh, money? No, 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 no. He would print out... Uh, Nudie pictures. Oh my god! <laughs> Essentially, is the best way to say it. Triple X pictures and whatnot, and so well, print them out how? Like just at home? <laughs> the old JPEG? Yeah, he'd, he'd print out. Yeah, he'd print out like he'd, he'd, he'd like he would like, he'd like who's buying like, that? Why can't you print out your own? What, well, thirteen-year-old boys. Thirteen-year-old boys with a slow dial. What, what else are you spending your your allowance on? Car? Yeah. It's nineteen ninety-seven. We're in the mid nineties. Well, I mean, when we were kids, how long it takes to download a. He, 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 yeah. doesn't, he doesn't have 45 minutes to get yeah. all the way through the picture. I guess. Car- See, Carm doesn't even know what we're talking <laughs> yeah, about. No, I, like, I remember. Carm doesn't know what it's like when partially the uh, connection gets disrupted and you get half. Yeah. Listen, yeah. we half had to of use, the, uh, we didn't know. have any. We had to use Sports <laughs> Illustrated swimsuit. And then issue. you're like, that's <laughs> all we had, guys. I got news for you. Uh, you know, the Victoria's Secret catalog, if you were lucky enough to stumble across one and the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, that was it. The best part is, or uh, or porn in the woods. Well, porn. Maybe in the you woods. could get. Yeah, maybe you could stumble yeah, upon some porn in the woods. You, we'd go to like the houses that were under construction, and the guys on the job would they, they'd bury it like in the foundation. Sure. That, Com- yeah. Community nudity. We, we, we'd steal their. We'd steal their. Nothing uh, cleaner. Penthouse forum. The yeah. best part is his parents didn't speak English, so when they called his parents in, he had to translate and just told <laughs> them he got suspended for fighting. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Love Absolutely it. amazing. Uh, let's go to Dominic in Lagrange Park, my neck of the nape. What's up, Dominic? Carm, how are you? Good, you'll you'll know that you'll know this school. I I go back. I'm I'm a much older. St. Mary of Cell in oh, Berwyn. That's where I went to school. I know. So did I. And I, I'm I'm in my late sixties. So when Batman first came out, I started making bat rings out of uh, that creepy crawler stuff. It was like a a mold, and you pour a liquid stuff and yeah. you eat it up like a rubber toy. So I was making Batman rings, and I'd sell them for a quarter a ring. And I was making a lot of money until the nuns found out, and they told me that I had to take all the money and donate it. So I stopped my operation. (laughs) Did you give the money to them, or did you keep it at that point? I kept the money. boy, Dominic. Well done. Those nuns at St. Mary's Cell, let me tell you, I went to school there until fourth grade. And they were nasty, those nuns. Nasty. And I could see them not liking someone, again, just crushing the entrepreneurial spirit. What? That's harmless. Batman rings? Of course. Of course. Come on. No doubt. I I hear you. I love it. But it was taking uh, attention away from the uh, study of uh, the Old Testament, Carmen. Where's Darren? (laughs) Darren You're distracting. What's up, Darren? Hey, how are you guys? Good, buddy. How are you? Pretty good. So I have uh, twins that are same age as uh, Jeff's kids, and my Dang. son. Hey, hey, what's going on? Not much, man. So Go yeah, ahead. you guys. <laughs> good. So you guys were talking, and uh, my son comes home from first week of school, and he said, uh, "Yeah, I'm starting a fantasy football league with my friends." He said, uh, "It's going to be six dollars." Like six dollars? That's a weird $6. amount. Yeah. Because yeah, all the all the kids are going to bring the money to school. I'm like, what's with the six dollars? He's like, well, five dollars for the league, and then a dollar for me to start it up for everyone. Oh my good lord! <laughs> a little commissioner's fee, nothing wrong yeah, with that. He's taking a he's commissioner's the fee, dude. Yeah. Darren, I, he, God bless him. He's taking a commissioner's fee. I love it. It's a little bit less than what Roger Goodell makes, but he's his mind is thinking properly. I love it. But him. at a percentage basis, it's actually more than Roger Goodell right, takes. So when right you think about, about it that, that way, yeah. I love it. Curtis in Milwaukee uh, on ESPN One Thousand. I think Curtis just has a straight up Bears question. What up, Curtis? Hey, how's it going? Good, uh, yeah, in a walk, on a long drive. Um, 
obviously polls is trying to free up some cap space. So I'm just curious, like who's in the free market uh, or free agency market uh, this upcoming year, like offensive wide receiver, where are we going to be spending? I think the draft class for wide receiver is pretty, pretty low. So I figure he's going to spend a lot of, Money out there. Who you guys got? Yeah, I don't um, know that you know. the the wide receiver class is all that impressive. Kind of like last off season, right? I don't think the free agent wide receiver class is like no blow anybody away. The best available name is Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, right forget now. it. Yeah, no. The reality is that the receivers they're probably not going to hit the market. Like even unless you find a disgruntled one. But even the truth is, like someone like Allen Robinson, like he he was coming off an ACL injury, right? Right. Like like look back at the wide receivers that have hit the market. Like Christian Kirk, I guess, was probably the the best one who hit the market this year, and he's been productive in Jacksonville. But the reality is those game changers like A.J. Brown, Devontae Adams, you're going to have to trade Trade. draft capital and then give them the big money deal if that's the guy you want. Or the alternative route, like in, I I mean, I've mentioned this with Buck and Abdallah, the wide receivers that are coming out of the college game now year after year, year. they're studs. Just look at the three wide receivers who are lining up for Ohio State, uh, Alabama, Georgia, Clemson's like just look at those teams. They usually have elite game breaking wide receivers. Look at available. the way look at the way they come into the league. Look at just Justin Jefferson. Look at Jamar Chase. Look at George Pickens in the little bit that we've seen. Of course. Um look at the way the uh, even Jalen Waddle at times last year really flashed and you see it now. I mean just look at the talent and how Tyreek Hill was traded. Are. Yeah, Tyreek Hill was traded. Tyreke so listen, traded, yeah. you better be getting an absolute elite game changer if you're going to also trade like a first or a se- or a couple seconds for that guy. Yeah, Otherwise, that, anybody fit that bill this offseason? Like, who's, I mean, Debo got paid. Debo so got I'm paid. Trying to Matt think. Calf got paid. Yeah, yeah. Metcalf was the other one who looked like he was potentially going. Jefferson's to, not going anywhere. You wouldn't Chase think isn't so. Going anywhere? Like, is there anybody that is uh, like on you know who's on the come up who you might want? I, I Mike Williams got paid in in. Los Angeles by the Chargers, you know, no, yeah, Cooper no, no, Cup got paid. I mean, like, I don't. Most of those guys seem like they're set. I know. I don't know who that player is. Last offseason, I think was weird. It was. Yeah. Tyree Kill and Devontae Adams and AJ Brown. That's yes. a weird like confluence of events. You're not going to get many off seasons like that. I'm just looking at all the rosters around the league, and no one's jumping off. You know. Off the so page you're going to have to spend it in other areas. You're going to have to spend it on a pass draft, rusher. And maybe. draft oh, one. And draft, and draft a wide receiver. But in terms of the money they have, it could be for a pass rusher. It could be for an elite pass rusher. Maybe it's for somebody on the offensive line. They are going to have a lot of money to spend. All right, we'll take more of your calls about the uh, the hijinks that you pulled off in high school. 312-332-3776. We will play McKnight at the movies in about 20 minutes. And then Todd Furman joins us live in Vegas at 1.30. It's Carmen and Yurko. We'll be back in two minutes.